Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 125 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I can't think of a name slash a voice. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Rachel Locatelli. Thank you, Rachel. Thank, Thank you. you. Today we will be discussing chapter two of Harry Potter in the Order of the Phoenix, a peck of owls. So make sure you've read the chapter and you're ready to wend one's way into the details. <laughs> Before we begin, let's go to Meg for a lot of weekly profit news. So I have some more um, <clears throat> Etsy shops to highlight from the LGBT community slash our listeners. Um, so one of our listeners, Lauren, has an Etsy shop called Fairy Nerdy, like uh-huh. fairy, F-A-I-R-Y, nerdy. I love it. Um, and she has really cute pins, ornaments, clay figures, posters, shirts, all up on her Etsy shop. And they are, they're not specifically just Potter, though there is some stuff that is Potter. Um, and, but it's like fandom based. Um, and her stuff is really cute. Her stuff's amazing. It's really cute. I just pulled it up. <gasps> the unicorn one that says, bro, do you even sparkle? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Um, and then I also wanted to highlight and shout out our friends over at Oddman and Tweak. Um, they own a pin shop. And they also sell stickers. We gave away a bunch of their pins and stickers on our live show last week for the first chapter of Order. Actually, it was during, I'm sorry, it was during our Goblet of Fire watch. But we did it on the same day, so it all blended together. So sorry. (laughs) Um, But we gave away a bunch of their stuff. I love their pins. They're super Mm -hmm. creative. Mm -hmm. They think of 
everything. They did a they did a gingerbread house burrow for Christmas, and I'm really sad I didn't see it because I would have bought it. They're also yeah. like the nicest people ever. They're super sweet. They're yeah. so nice. Uh, they also have like Star Wars, and I think a couple other. Um, I think we saw. Uh, oh shoot! What's that Halloween movie? Like there's something from Halloween. Town. Hocus Pocus. There's Hocus Pocus oh, stuff. Hocus Pocus. Yeah. I bought when we were in um Leaky at LeakyCon. They had um, a party porg, and oh, I had yeah. to buy it, so it's on my list. It has a little it's party so hat. cute. I bought um, way too many of their pens. No. I mean, that's not possible, but, like, I spent yeah. a lot of money. Well, I'm yeah. like, I, I've been waiting. So, like, they're currently, like, um, as we're recording this, on, like, a winter break. And I'm, like, dying because Megan was looking at him like, is their shop open? She's like, no, not yet. Because <laughs> they yeah. they're coming out with a little baby Yoda pin that I'm, like, it's gonna be... the second it's up, I'm, like, I'm buying it. And but so I'm, like, buy me one, too, and I'll Venmo you. Okay. But, <laughs> but you can, um, you but you can just go follow them right now on Instagram so yeah. then you can know when their shop opens. But their stuff is so cute. Yeah, it's adorable. And it's super well made. It um, is. It's, like, it's just, it's it's quality stuff. Do you want to, to be honest? You're going to find, really quick, you're going to find way better pins at their shop than at Universal. Correct. Accurate. And <laughs> Gauntlet has been through. And you're helping a small business who that is LGBT owned and it's still Potter related. Their stuff is beautiful. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. if you like pins, spend your money there instead of at Universal. There's another pin company that I don't think we've ever discussed. And it's a little controversial because they're Swish and Flick like company like they're also they're oh, also yeah. swish and flick and she's part of the lgbt she community. gets messages all the time from some of our <laughs> listeners and we'll yeah. like direct them to us which is very That's sweet very of her. sweet yeah. But yeah she also nice has beautiful stuff. pins yeah, yeah she's got great stuff I, so i follow both of them um and there's another a couple other pin companies it's like swish flick co mm-hmm. i think let's, is what mm-hmm. her let's team up let's yeah, get this so going she, um, right. she has great pins as well yeah, they're cute. And I think was she I don't think she was at LeakyCon. No, but I've bought a pin from her before, yeah, actually. I bought this really stuff. cute little like Niffler pin and it was a Niffler like in Newt's case. But it was oh, rose gold. Yeah, they had super cute. For Christmas, um, she had <laughs> you, Nifflers and stockings. Oh, oh my god. My that's so cute. My internet's being weird. Is so it a uh, black and white logo? Yes. Yeah. And then the very last thing that I wanted to talk about in the Weekly Profit is just a reminder of our Trans Pride fundraiser that will be live when this episode airs. So, um, again, we're creating an extension to our Pride line. It's going to be Trans Pride line, and then we also have another shirt. I don't know if that shirt will be up next week. For sure, the Trans Pride will be. Hopefully, they both will be. That's... We'll see. Um, But if you go and purchase anything from there, we are sponsoring Kira Tomchak, um, who needs top surgery. So we are 100% of the proceeds are going to be donated to him so that he can get top surgery. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Holy cow, her stuff's great. And again, Mm -hmm. if you are a member of the trans community and you're in need of help financially for top surgery or bottom surgery or any other medical needs that are associated with it, send us an email with your story. And then once Kira is funded, we will choose somebody else and keep going. Yes, ma'am. And going, and going, and going. Are we ready? Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> we haven't done a high-pitched one in a while. <laughs> We've been, like, really loud and boisterous. Uh, I had to tone it down this episode because I pretty much screamed in your face last yeah, time. Yeah, that's okay. I still love you. Oh. Harry, guys, he's not having a real good summer. No? Nope. Mm. It's a bummer summer. <laughs> it's a bummer summer. It's a bummer of a summer. I've had bummer summers before. Savesies. Not like this. <laughs> but have you gone all summer without a scrap of news? No. He hasn't heard a thing. Everyone's keeping him in the dark. He picks a fight with Dudley. They get interrupted by a couple dementors <laughs> and a little whinging. And uh, Mrs. Fig is a squib, apparently. Shout out to Squibs. We Can we bring that back? Can right. we bring shout out to Squibs back, please? We were seeing it yesterday. Shout out to Squibs. I know, but we need to like full on bring it back. I know. Because I just need some merch. <laughs> I need some <laughs> shout out to Squibs merch. <laughs> Write it in your notebook. <laughs> Keep it on the you know the back burner of your brain mm-hmm. i know mm-hmm. you got a lot going on i hear you make it right now though like right now start drawing with your right little meow thing. meg's got it i wish i had an ipad bro. <laughs> i'm using my laptop <laughs> summarize it for me honey Alrighty, Ruski. So Mrs. Figgy Fig is here and a squib. So we know that she knows she's more in the know than most. She's also more in the know than Harry. Mm. Um, Nagus shows up a day late and a dollar short. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I'm just looking at you. <laughs> she's like literally just looking. <clears throat> Harry and Dudley finally get some. Nope, finally get home where Dudley blames everything on Harry. And then Steve and Blue come out and sing about the mail because they get a lot of letters. <laughs> and not only does Harry um, get letters, but Petunia does too. I'm, I need you to go ahead. I don't know the whole song. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Mail! Sorry that you had to listen to me in this horrible voice sing that. Bless you, Megan. Thank you. <clears throat> So Harry tells him tells them the story of what happened. Um, Petunia corroborates his story, and then after hearing that someone's after Harry, Vernon's like, "Get out! Bye! Leave now!" Uh, but oddly enough, Petunia stands her ground after her letter, or really a howler, and he stays. I love that part. Get I was yourself like, a howler. All right, are we ready to dive in and talk about how much I really don't I'm not like Mundungus Fletcher? Dive in, but I am ready to are you ready wend to one's wend, way. Wend your way. Yes. yes. Sorry, yes. guys. Forgot my verb. Get it together. <laughs> Forgot my verb. Okay. We discover that Mundungus Fletcher, emphasis on the dung, <laughs> was the person who was supposed to be watching over Harry. And I ask, dude, why? Why? Indeed. Why is he trusted to do? anything i don't know like can we be honest here like in realistically like that's a pretty important thing to watch harry correct and he doesn't do his he, it, it falls through oh uh, we see this are they the only two do we i don't remember i don't even know if he can produce a patronus though anyway probably not Thoughts? mrs fig can't either so she's watching him sorry i did not mean to just she's scream. more of in my eyes she's more of like a lookout you know, she's yeah. not yeah, actually yeah, yeah. going in there if something were to, she does because she's but a quality person. But who watching Harry besides Mundungus? Probably McGee. But where? I would guess where? as her cat form. Not at that moment, but I'm guessing they swap out. You think so? I would think so. And I think that like the thing with Mundungus, like he, yeah, he probably can't produce a Patronus, but what he can do is contact somebody yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just he can he can. I don't understand why they trust him. Same. But Cause obviously it comes later that, you know, 
Moody dies. Right. So like he's clearly not trustworthy. But Whoa. the Moody fact dies? of the sorry spoiler. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, you were just supposed to be there to be a set of eyes, realistically, so that mm. you could contact somebody to come and take care of the situation if something happened immediately. Right? Like he had access to messaging Dumbledore immediately. And like I just I hate him. <laughs> I mean, same. <laughs> I really don't like him. So, um, when he left back in chapter one, that's why Harry hit his head. Um, that was the apparating noise because he got a tip off that a batch, and I said, "How much is a batch of cauldrons?" Fell off the back of a broom. Like so, how many? How many? Like how many is how in many, a batch? How many cauldrons? cauldrons? Yeah, how many cauldrons are, are in a batch like of cauldrons? 12, because I, I think it's a, a batch of cookies. Batch of cookies. Coochies. A coochies. I'd like I'd like to have one dozen coochies. <laughs> Chocolate chip flavored. Thank you. Okay, so in our Discord chat, Vinny says that he believed it was Emmeline Vance that was supposed to be watching Harry and not Mundungus, so he was like a sub. Oh. Where do we find that though? I need I Vinny, know. get on it. I need you to do your research. If you're up and at him with us, <laughs> you're going on the internet. Let's go. Um but I said he's scum. I really don't like Mundungus Fletcher. Like that's a really first off shady in general even if you weren't supposed to be watching harry and even extra shadier because you were supposed to be watching harry and you went to go get stolen cauldrons right i'm not about that life so it wasn't mcgee under the car sad tweet it was mr tibbles (laughs) the cat on the case so i said is this like a crookshank situation because mr tibbles went to tell mrs fig about like Mm. the sound uh, yeah, yeah i feel like her i feel like she has to have like maybe some of her cats are part nasal or like you know kind of thinking of a crookshank situation where like they're definitely magical in some way yeah which just makes her cooler if i'm being honest yes. i agree it just makes me sad that like she had to act that way toward harry yeah i know to keep up you know otherwise he wouldn't have been allowed but she talks about that so, anywho, Miss Fig's angry, and have you ever had figs? We said that yep. last time, <laughs> but only, I did add that. Fig Newton, I think. Can we? Can we like vlog this? Can we get figs? <laughs> <and eat> them, <laughs> I've had them in like a Blue Apron recipe before. They're very good. I don't like fruit in my food like that. Oh, it's such like a same. Good sweet. Like I'm not a fruit in my salad kind of Hate person, it. except for except oh, I like Aunt Erin's salad. Yep, yes. the O'Malley salad. Yes, that's a good salad. So Harry's pretty much still in shock that he found out that Mrs. Fig knew all that she knew. So we find out that she's not a witch because Harry's like, you're a witch? And she's like, no, I'm a squib. And unlike Filch, she is like straight up not shying away from the fact that she's a squib. And I said, you go, Mrs. Fig, because that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yep. I feel like that's how I would be if I found out that like there was the wizarding world, but like I couldn't be a part of it. You know what I mean? But like you can. It's just hard. But like participating in the the wand work. In the magic. Right. Yeah. But it also makes me think, like, I know there's wand work that goes with potions, but are there potions that don't need any kind of wand work that she could make? That's a good question. I think we've talked about this. I mean, it would make sense. Like, I think that even muggles could potentially make potions if they only need Like if Jacob were to want to make some magical potions. (laughs) Pastries. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
Harry's still in shock even more because he finds out that she knows about Dumbledore. So he's like, you know Dumbledore? And I just she- had a thought, sorry. Oh, sure. What if, like, you're a witch and you make, like, a painkiller potion? Mm-hmm. Like a whatever. And if a muggle makes the exact same potion, it's just not as effective. So it's like a Tylenol where yours would be more effective. And it like Tylenol extra strength. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> in my mind. Yeah. <clears throat> I can get on board with I that. I just hate like an not a Tylenol because it's a brand name and they don't sponsor us. True. Acetaminophen. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer ibuprofen. <laughs> I like. Um, I have to switch back and forth. Headaches. It depends on what the ailment is. Um, Mrs. Fig's really sassy. Mm-hmm. And she's a name caller. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. She's a name caller, but I think she's a name caller in this situation because she's really mad. That happens to me. Like I swear more when I'm super angry. Yeah. Well, like, I, they say it, it. It feels good for you to do that. Yeah. yeah. Kids, yeah. don't swear. Anyway, do whatever you want. <laughs> Kids, no, you should not swear. I swore when I was a kid. Well, I that's not fine. Did you? <laughs> That's debatable. (laughs) You're a bad girl. No. Okay. Mrs. Fig tries to get Dudley off the ground because who knows if more Dementors will be back, but Dudley is either refusing or couldn't move. And I said I was leaning towards more he couldn't move. Mm -hmm. And then I said he, I'm sure, saw things that he never in his wildest nightmares would have imagined. He's had such a cushioned life. And he's gotten his way most of the time. So I'm sure the images of like misery were extra shocking to him. Plus, he almost lost his soul. So how does that make somebody feel after? And I said, there ain't no chocolate in this alleyway. But think you're living your reliving your own trauma. So it's his own trauma that he's reliving. So I wonder what he's reliving then. I'll tell so you later. Joe said, yeah. Oh, tell me now. It's in my it's in my part. Oh, well, now I'm you have to wait and be patient. I don't I'll work well you. with patient. because he talks I'm about an Aries. it. I would say Aries are very patient. People. <laughs> well, like Petunia and Vernon ask him. Yeah, and yeah. that's during her part. I got you. T- I wanted to talk about it yesterday, and I was like, no, we're gonna wait. Vinny was wrong. But oh, okay. okay. We still love you, Vinny. Yeah, All right. Vinny. So it was just Monongus. You cool? Okay. Brings back the question. Why? <laughs> uh, Might have been the why? only one. Maybe all the other people were doing other, other jobs. jobs. But if you think but about he, it, like, like Harry's like the chosen one. <laughs> I know. But I am, but the, but chosen I am the chosen one. If you think about it, though, like I know that you have to think real hard, but like Mundungus did do some good things for the order. <laughs> 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 it's just I'm not sure why they put him in those types of situations and think he might have been like doing crucial it. he should be doing other there. things think about it this way though he's probably have d- has d- watched him for however long his shift is more than once and he's like nothing's ever happened so I- i'm just gonna go i'll be right back it's always then things. when something it's, happens it's a little whinging for god's sake what's gonna happen here yeah. you know yeah. it's a boring little muggle street i'll tell you what's gonna happen dementors okay dementoids 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 dementi what's it dementi what's it dismembers oh vernon all right so we don't have any chocolate so quote Dudley seemed to be on the point of fainting. His small eyes were rolling in their sockets. Imagine that. And sweat was beating his face. The moment Harry let go of him, he swayed dangerously. 
So Harry then gains some strength. He hulks out and he helps Dudley along down the road, which I want to know how maybe he did get buffed. This when you have an adrenaline rush, though, Mm, you can do almost anything. True. That's true. You're you're, you can lift a car off of a human being. And that happened actually last year in my sister's hometown. Literally, that happened. Somebody uh, he was a teenager. Isn't your sister's hometown your hometown? Well, home currently town. (laughs) So, no. Um, And yeah, lifted a car off of someone. They were working on it and he lifted it up. But like even with. Like, say you're running a marathon, like it's your brain you have to overcome most of the time. Like our bodies can physically do more than we think that they can. So I think that's kind of like what Harry's going on with here. Figgy says that um, also I wrote Figgy because I was sick of writing Mrs. Fig. I like Figgy. I like Figgy. Um, Figgy says to heck with the statute of secrecy. Now keep your wand out. And I said, Mrs. Fig seems to be very up with the happenings of the wizarding world, which I really enjoy. I bet she gets the profit and she has a lot to say about it. So quote, talk about the reasonable restriction of underage sorcery. This is this was exactly what Dumbledore was afraid of. What's that at the end of the street? Oh, it's just Mr. Pretense. Don't put your wand away, boy. Don't I keep telling you I'm no use. I said, who's Mr. Pretense? <laughs> Says the word is an archaic form for apprentice. Hmm. hmm. I don't know. Who is he? Doesn't matter. Moving on. Never mentioned again. <laughs> <laughs> Harry continues to help Dudley down the street. Quote, it was not easy to hold a wand steady and carry Dudley along at the same time. Harry gave his cousin an impatient dig in the ribs, but Dudley seemed to have lost all desire for independent movement. He was slumped on Harry's shoulder, his large feet dragging along the ground. I don't know if this is real. I think back when he was on the ground and his eyes were rolling and stuff that he really wasn't with it. Mm -hmm. But now what, what do you all think? Do you think that he's kind of going into like a, everybody else has to take care of me or is it real? I think, I think it's real. You think it's real? Yeah, I do. He's in shock because if you think about it, like looking forward to deathly hollows, this is the moment that Dudley changes. Mm -hmm. Save my life. Yeah. Yeah. Holds out his hand. So like, Clearly, he sees something that changes him, and it's, like, so shocking to him that, and the fact that, like, it's also just trauma, because, like, he completely just, like, went blind, had no idea what was going on, felt this, like, horrible feeling, saw these horrible things, and, like, his cousin, who he thinks hated him, saved his life. You know, like, it's just, like, all of these things stacked up on top of each other. I, yeah, I think it's legitimate. Okay. For sure. All right. Okay. (laughs) So, Harry goes back to questioning Mrs. Fig or Figgy. He asks her why she never said anything about being a squib. All the time they spent together, it didn't have to be miserable. But it was on Dumbledore's orders. (sighs) For her to not say anything and keep an eye on him. She apologized for the miserable time. But if she was nice to him, the Dursleys for sure would have not let him go back. And I said, that's fair. They wouldn't. Mm -hmm. If he enjoyed his time there, no way. He'd have been sent to Marge's house. That's smart of her. It sucks. It's smart of Dumbledore, too. Yeah. And, like, at least she wasn't, like, doing 
anything like horrible it was just like boring boring you know? and, and like, annoying and weird yeah look at my cats look at my cats that i like my cats. magic cats that's like a day at my house mm. oh yeah. it's boring no look at my cats no look at my cats <laughs> look at my, look at my I, cats. I say all the time i'm like oh my god look at how cute he is oh look at his paws look at his little tail but the, look here's at his the thing. teeth i do that too <laughs> i don't because i have no animals <laughs> but you his love little belly. I do. yeah no i mean look at his furs harry doesn't really have pets so maybe he just doesn't think about them that way you know not everybody's a pet person he has hedwig but she's like hedwig's like a person <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah like Fozzie's a person hedwig's a person it's true it's true Figgy jumps back to being so upset with Dung, and I said, rightfully so. She's nervous about what Dumbledore will say about it, and I said, I hope she doesn't think that she'll get into trouble because she didn't do anything wrong. Well, there's no way. She showed up when she didn't even have to. It's like me. It's like I apologize for things that I literally have no control over or like what other people do. Be like, I'm so sorry. It's like, for what? You didn't do anything wrong. I know. That's kind of like a New Year's resolution of mine. I need to stop apologizing for things I don't need to apologize about. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, like we said, I'm not sorry I ran into you at the grocery store. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Get out of my way. It was Dung who was supposed to be on duty until midnight, 12 a.m. Harry offers Hedwig to her so that she can let Dumbledore know exactly what happened. And she says, Harry, you don't understand. Dumbledore will need to act as quickly as possible. The Ministry have their own ways of detecting underage magic. They'll know already. You mark my words. And they do. But I was getting rid of Dementors. I had to use magic. They're going to be more more worried about what Dementors were doing floating around with Syria Walk, surely. And she said, oh, my dear, I wish it were so, but I'm afraid. Mundungus Fletcher, I am going to kill you. <laughs> and then there was a loud crack and a strong smell of mingled drink and stale tobacco filled the air as a squat, unshaven mm-hmm. man in, tattered, in a tattered overcoat materialized right in front of them. He had short, bandy legs, long, straggly ginger hair, and bloodshot, baggy eyes that gave him the doleful look of a basset hound. (laughs) So descriptive. Mm -hmm. I know. And he was also clutching a silvery bundle that Harry recognized once as an invisibility cloak. Carly says Dung is like a used car salesman. (laughs) Sleazy. (laughs) Right? Yes. Like um, Saul Goodman. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wonder how fresh that drink smell is. Yeah, did he go stop and get a drink too while he's out getting (laughs) stolen cauldrons? He's been gone for a long time. He probably has a, first of all, he probably has a flask on him. And a lot of times when you're like a heavy smoker, you don't even have to have recently smoked a cigarette. Everything's going to smell. No, I'm just talking about the drink I know. So what I'm saying, like, you can, a lot of times you can also like Mm. smell it Mm. when you're a drink. Go for it. Carly pointed out that he's kind of like Matilda's dad, yes. which is Danny DeVito. So clearly they should have cast Danny full, DeVito full circle. as Mundungus yeah. Fletcher. Dude, but I like, like the guy they got. Yeah, he, yeah, he, was, good. Yeah, he was good. But he but doesn't I mean, have ginger hair. Yeah. He doesn't. Danny DeVito. But I forgot about that. Maybe Neither there were already too many ginger haired people in Harry Potter. That's probably their like, excuse. Don't they wanted to keep it solely the Weasleys. I bet you that is honestly what the casting was thinking. They're like, no, red hair is just for the Weasleys. We can't have him be ginger. <laughs> probably so i looked up um mundungus on the lexicon and it says 
Mundungus Fletcher is a rather dodgy character, a crook whose shady business dealings are always getting him into trouble. However, he is also a member of the Order of the Phoenix. Um, I adore this quote from Percy um, from Goblet of Fire. It says, quote, Mundungus Fletcher is put in a claim for a 12-bedroomed tent with an in-suite jacuzzi, but I've got his number. I know for a fact he was sleeping under a cloak propped up on sticks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that goodness. is so Mundungus. Yes. So they actually kind of enjoy spending time with him, Harry and the, we- the Weasleys, Weasley boys, because he tells them all these stories. Um, he drinks quite a bit and he swears magnificently is what the lexicon says. And it says Albus Dumbledore seems to have the attitude that even though he's a crook, he can be mighty handy to have around sometimes since he hears things others don't, which that's true, which is why Mm -hmm. I think maybe he should have been doing something else rather than watching Harry, you know, like he could be doing listening you're getting information yeah that's what he's good for yeah i was gonna say too that what i really do enjoy about mundungus is that he helps the twins out a lot with their joke shop yeah he gets a ton of like ingredients for them and stuff that are banned (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's just like very dung and uh fred and george thing to do yeah carly in our chat um posted this from the wiki and it says about mundungus it says however mundungus appeared to be Braver than pe- people such as Peter Pettigrew, though he had a tendency to flee when the situation seemed grim, he never actually turned against the Order of the Phoenix. Also, his crimes mainly included stealing and robbing, never harming or killing others, meaning he was capable of compassion and decency. He was capable of loyalty and repaying debts, if only to Dumbledore. I still don't like him. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> I, don't, I don't like him, but like I can appreciate the fact that he really is loyal to the order in his own way. Mm-hmm. Again, but he should should have just been placed in a different. My Gryffindor self <laughs> cannot get on board with Monungus Fletcher. <laughs> I get it, like because I mean, realistically, he's making bad choices that are affecting other people's. True, mm-hmm. and I am all about the people. He's leaving here, and Harry gets attacked by Dementors. He leaves when they're fleeing, and Moody gets killed. So, like, yes, you're making. You're not. You're not directly killing someone but like your actions are causing someone else to be killed but he even like and he even says in seven he's like i didn't sign up to like die for any of you well it, well mainly Which to Harry. Is true. You know, and, like, and, and rightfully honest. so they should not have forced him to do that because that was a dangerous mission yeah and if you're That's not like gonna... on the front lines yeah. like you don't just tell someone yeah you're on the front lines well i mean if they signed up for well, i mean it, i guess you can did. but like but he i think he was he with was order of the phoenix forced. yeah yeah like with order of the phoenix like you they all had that choice, yes. realistically. And you yes. have to know that if you're in the order, you already have, like, a death you're, sentence you, on your yeah. head. You signed up for yeah. whatever it is they need you to do. Yeah. yeah. But if you do, like, they shouldn't have forced him to go there because, realistically, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And he was the weakest. And we saw what happened. I just... Weakest. You are the weakest link. I wonder Goodbye. who else they could have had. I have no idea. Of, you know, like... I have no idea. At that point, like, who else had mm-hmm. was there? Tonks? She was there. She was there. Ted, her father. Maybe. He was on the run because Mm -hmm. he's a muggle. He was on the run in the beginning? I think. Mm. No, he he wasn't because he was there whenever Harry crashed with Hagrid. But if he's a muggle, he can't fly a broom. He's not a muggle. He's muggle-born. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is he muggle-born? I thought he was a muggle. Oh, he is a muggle. 
Well, whatever the mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. But, but again, like not everybody wants Vinny to sign up for that. Like, McGonagall. Like you could be, mm-hmm. you could be on the right side of history and not want to fight. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I. I don't know. It's a tough situation yeah, because I mean, it takes a lot of courage for people to do that. You know what I mean? Like soldiers, like. For I sure. Props to them. I, I, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, I might I might be in the Order of the Phoenix, but, like, I don't know if I would have wanted to be one of the Seven Harrys. You would want to do something else. To For help. sure. Yeah. But I wouldn't be about... I feel that. But I also think, like, I it's, mean, I think I'm that... I mean, <laughs> Self-preservation. <laughs> well, that's the self-preservation, it's like, yeah. No, I, I get it. I, get I, it. I could never be in the Army. But the thing is, like, at least I you're honest could about not. it. Yeah, yeah like, I mean? couldn't be in the Armed well, Forces. Well, I'm... Props to the people that can. I I couldn't do it. Clearly couldn't either. And I'm still a Gryffindor. Like, I feel like I can be helpful in other ways outside mm-hmm. of that. But like, um, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah. you want to, like, you can help in other ways but, like, and my still be a part thing of the too order. Is, like, at least you're coming out and you're saying it. Like, you're, there's people that, like, pretending. they do it and they don't want to. Yeah. But they're too afraid or whatever they just don't you know what i mean yeah i get you at least you come out and you're honest and you're like you know what i'm willing to help in other ways but i don't want to do this yeah i think that this is a really good correlation though potentially to those people that maybe have to go into the army and don't necessarily want to but they feel that they need to and sometimes being put in that type of situation like you are going to make other people vulnerable so it's kind of like showing that side of war and that side of fighting and whatever like there are not not every single person that goes and does that necessarily wants to yeah that's true and i think that like it is kind of good to have a character like that to be like this is real and this happens yeah there are people that are like forced into those types of situations and they cause harm because they're forced not into always, them not always not but always yes. but sometimes they they can yeah. yeah the chances are higher yep yeah and in the odd time that we're in now we just want to say that we love our service members yeah because so much yeah so much so in the 1970s mundungus was thrown out of the hog's head good for you honey i'm sure that's really hard to do (laughs) (laughs) remember my good time my cousin got thrown out of a biker bar hilarious (laughs) oh man but yeah there's a whole bunch of his little things on him he was sent to azkaban before in the spring of 1997 um for impersonating an inferior during an attempted burglary so way to go you and then we talked about during the battle of the seven potters Uh, he's a half blood he's i don't know how old because that's unknown his skills nope (laughs) fencing stolen goods eavesdropping fraud swearing and burglary Location of home? Wait to know. Under some sticks. Wait a Wait a know. But they do have a lovely thing on his pipe. It emits a greenish mm. smoke that smells like burning socks. Oh, you're welcome. Mm. Thank you, Mundungus. So he's like, "Sup, Figgy?" Said. <laughs> so Figgy tears into him. She calls him a skiving sneak thief. True. Calls him a worthless pile of bat droppings. True. Dung is shocked to hear that Dementors were here, but, you know, business calls. So I like how he still tries to justify what he did. Well, yeah, he was like, but it was a business opportunity, Megan. (laughs) 
I just want to be like, uh, yeah, and Harry almost had his soul sucked out. So, okay, no thanks, bye. Big yeah, deal. but he knows how to like defend himself. He's all right. He's all right. He's okay, isn't he? He's right there. It's all fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then Figgy goes into beating him with her bag. And I, mean, I think she has a Hermione bag. I, I love that. Because it says Mrs. Fig raised the arm from which her string bag dangled and whacked Mundungus around the face and neck with it. <laughs> and judging by the clanking noise it made, it was full of cat food. Ouch, girl, girl, you mad old bat. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, that's a Hermione bag. Fight me. I like it. No, yeah. I'll fight you. Let's I, go. I hope it's like a whole giant bag of cat food in That'd that bag so that she doesn't know when she's gonna with. come across another magical cat she needs to bring into her house i feel like she takes in all the strays too yeah. she's like that person For sure. uh, i wish that i could take in all the strays <laughs> yeah, yeah they just need homes tiffany i i know <laughs> there was this little there was this okay i'm just really quick there's this little cat that its owner died because it was, I mean, it's not like it was sudden or anything. It was like the owner was very old and it died and the cat's 20 and it's in a shelter right now. And I just want to be like, oh, I just want to take you. You can probably write to one of those places that takes in, um, I don't know, old pets. I can't remember the word for it. <laughs> I just like, she's <laughs> been in a home for 20 years sure. and now she's in a. Yeah, that's sad. really sad. Nobody would take their kitty. That's an old cat. It is an old cat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anywho, so Dung takes off and we find to tell Dumbledore. So we find out more about what Dumbledore had ordered Mrs. Fig to do. So she says, oh, my word, what a catastrophe. And you had to fight them off yourself. And Dumbledore said we were to keep an, keep you from doing magic at all costs. Well, it's no good crying over s- spilled potion, I suppose. But the cat's among the pixies now. And I, that's my new saying, the cats among the pixies. I love when we get new, like, wizarding sayings. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Those are my, like, favorite kinds of things during the books. It's just, like, the real life stuff, you know, where, like, you get to... Do you know what I'm saying? No, I'm laughing at her stomach. It's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, you know, like, some of my favorite parts of the books are whenever they're, like, just going to class. And then, like, we're just learning. Right. I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? saying? Yeah. Do you know what I'm getting? Yeah. You know what I'm getting it? So Dumbledore was having Harry followed because of what happened after the last test. And he's, you know, James's son. So probably going to get a little reckless. So they get to the door. Mrs. Fig tells him to stay in the house. And then she pieces out. So Harry cannot manage opening the door and holding on to Dudley at the same time. So he just rings the doorbell, which I mean, it's smart, but I just kind of thought that that was funny. I was like, kind of weird. (laughs) I was like, you live there. Just go in. I mean, at this point, just like use magic, whatever. Um, So Petunia opens the door saying that she's getting quite something, but then she just like stops her sentence because she sees the look on Dudley's face. Um, And Harry ducks out immediately and Dudley vomits pale green. No, his Ew. face was pale green. Ew, and, he vomits all <laughs> <laughs> and he vomits all over the doorway. Vomits pea soup. <laughs> so gross. Um, and this is a uh, this is a memory Harry will reminisce about in Deathly Hollows whenever he's leaving. He does. Doesn't oh. he say something like, and this is the doormat? He's walking through the house with Hedwig and he's like, and this is the doormat where Dudley vomited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Harry>? <laughs> um. So, <laughs> Petunia 
gets all, you know, Diddy Dumpkins and is like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And then, uh, fun fact, Fozzie calls. I mean, Tiffany calls. <laughs> Fozzie calls. calls Tiffany Diddy Bear. I call him Diddy Bear. Because <laughs> Diddy to me, in my head, means like little. So yes. He's like a di- little bear. Diddy bear. But he's not little. He's not little. He, he is a small dog with big dreams. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have large aspirations. <laughs> You're so insane. Mm. Uh, okay, so Vernon comes <laughs> galumphing out of the living room. His lovely I walrus. I know. Yeah. His lovely walrus mustache blowing hither and thither. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just it's it's like a uh, running on the beach thing where it's like Vernon on Baywatch. Yeah. yeah. Can you say that last word again? Oh. No, I genuinely want to know what it's, you said. I said thither. It's tither. Tither. Okay. I said thither. thither. I just wanted to make sure. Thither. Yeah. No. It was here. Yeah. That's all. So they ask Dudley what's wrong, but he doesn't say anything. They're firing questions left and right. And they're about to call the police because they think that Dudley got mugged. Funny enough, he's the one doing the mugging. But burn. Oh, burn. He's also the one with the ugly mug. Oh, oh double burn. Oh, my. So all while all of this is going on, Harry tries to just slip away and go upstairs like, oh, just forget that I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just keep pleading with Diddley, D- Diddley, Dudley. Like, <laughs> what happened? What happened? And he finally finds his voice, and he just says, "Him, him." And I wonder Harry how much freezes. he regrets this later, Dudley, when he realizes like what happened. And he's like, "Oh, he saved my life. Maybe I shouldn't have been like." I mean, it all ended up all right. You, bro, Harry it did all end up all right. Okay, dong. I'm just saying. <laughs> five hours <laughs> i don't think i don't even think harry would have wanted him to like go back and be like i can't believe i did all like said all this right now but yeah. like he's not that he's out of his mind but he's genuinely like in shock he, he doesn't, doesn't know what happened. really yeah. know what happened yeah. yeah so to him it's like something really weird just happened to me why wouldn't it, and it have was been harry it was harry's fault yeah, yeah. right um so it is, it is. Well, <laughs> technically it's somebody else's fault Technically, I mean, somebody else let the Dementors go to Little Windy. They but were there for Harry. They were ordered. Yeah. True. They were for Harry. True. A Dementogram. I mean, like, really, this is just... Hello. Voldemort's We fault. were sent by the ministry to <laughs> kill you. <laughs> it's so bad. Okay, so Harry freezes, and then Uncle Vernon <laughs> demands that he comes back down. And Vernon asks what Harry has done to Dudley. And Harry is just like, um, nothing. Because really, Harry didn't, I mean, he didn't do anything. He just saved his life. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not downplaying the fact that he saved his life. But like, he didn't make Dudley be this way. Um, So they asked Dudley if Harry used his italicized thing. It's even italicized in the book, I believe. Can't say it. It is. To which Dudley nods. He uses thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Harry is insistent that he did not. And just as he is about to say, say what? Wait, what did I type? I don't know. Is about to say what he did do. Wh- oh, oh, okay. Hold on. Sorry. And just as he's about to say what did do something to Dudley. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> it's there. An owl arrives. Vernon freaks out and is like, an owl! I will not have any more owls in my house. Well, get ready. That's just what he sounds like, too. Because you can stop him. 
Uh, Harry is frantically ripping open the letter, though, and his heart is pounding in his Adam's apple, is what it says. Whoa. I mean, like, it's like your th- your heart and your throat, you know? He's like, yeah. oh my god, like, what am I about to read? What am I about to read? Because he knows he's... He knows like, it's when bad. that comes, he knows it's, like... Especially because, like, Mrs. Fig set it up. Right. Where she's like, he's like, oh, well, the ministry, like, will be fine with it. I had to defend myself. Like, Heart what was pass. I supposed to do? And she's like, well, if only that was true. Maybe right. last year. Mm-hmm. <sighs> if only it I don't, is yeah, I don't even Marge. think last year. Two yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> like, like after Mid- he blew up Aunt Marge. I yeah. mean, yeah. Right. Can you believe that was only two years ago? Harry, mm. my, my, you've been through a lot. So the letter reads, Dear Mr. Potter, we have received intelligence that you performed the Patronus charm at 23 minutes past nine this evening in a muggle inhabited area and in the presence of a muggle. The severity of this breach of the decree for the reasonable restriction of underage sorcery has resulted in your expulsion from Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Ministry representatives will be calling at your place of residence shortly to destroy your wand, as you have already received an official warning for a previous offense under Section 13 of the International Confederation of Wizards Statute of Secrecy. We regret to inform you that your presence is required at a disciplinary hearing at the Ministry of Magic at 9 a.m., on August 12th. Hoping you are well. Yours sincerely, Mafalda Hopkirk. How, first of all, Mafalda, how dare you end a letter that way? For sure. I <laughs> once thanked a cop after they gave me a ticket for not stopping fully at a stop sign. so hard. I was going to your house. Your house. So it's your fault. <laughs> no, and I was like, thank you. And then I drove away and I was like, did I just thank her for giving me a t- I stopped. I just didn't stop to her liking. That's a sad tweet. Ugh. I'm sorry that happened to you. That's like a, you know, hope you're doing well. <laughs> yeah. Also, that's the day after Ginny's birthday. You're welcome. So I looked up Random. the decree for the reasonable restriction of underage sorcery. Good for you for reading all that without stumbling. Yeah. I, I would not have. That was good. <laughs> so it was written in 1875 by the Ministry of Magic. This law forbids the use of underage magic outside of school and is enforced by the improper use of magic office. 1875? That's a long time yeah. to go without yeah. having that law yeah, I know. in place. No kidding. I yeah, wonder like, what really happened. And also, <laughs> considering the history of Wizarding World, like, that's not that long ago. Right. But it also is a long time ago and probably needs to be updated. For sure. Like, I mean, there, are, there should be like a, a restriction of like the types of spells like lumos that should be allowed Come on. are you saying that so we've had this conversation wait, should wait, be wait. updated we <laughs> just sip it babe we are having this con- we've had this conversation about why was lily able to do magic when she was at home between school ah. yeah, like, and oh, if this yeah. came out i think that's just a plot and let, i think it's a plot let me tell you she was not alive in the 18 whatever 1875 she was not even a twinkle in her dad's eye okay was her dad even alive was her, was her dad no. even a twinkle right. <laughs> oh jeez maybe, uh, maybe it was her great grandfather's who knows who's twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> um so <laughs> Warnings are given for violations under paragraph C, knowingly, deliberately, in full awareness of illegality to do magic in a muggle-inhabited area and in the presence of a muggle. More than one offense may cause a student to be expelled and their wand broken. Clause 7 magic may be used before muggles in exceptional circumstances, which include situations that include the life of a wizard or witch himself or witches, wizards, or muggles present, which we find out later because that is why Harry gets off. Life, though, not soul. Oh. Well, is this why Hagrid, like, whatever Hagrid, or not Hagrid, well, 
Hold on. Okay. Haggard didn't do it, but is that why he got expelled and his wand broken and everything? But Nude got to keep his wand even though Maybe. he was expelled from Hogwarts because he didn't kill anyone? That Possible. would explain that. But Possibly. we also know that Haggard didn't kill anyone because he's a good dude. He's a quality dude. Yeah, so there's a lot more. I I pulled all of this information from the lexicon, and we will post this when the episode drops, but there's a bunch of information about this um, law. So, But we shall move on. Um, Harry read the letter twice, and he felt icy and numb, which... Yeah. Honestly, I remember reading this for the first time and I felt icy and numb. Yeah. I was like, Harry was just expelled from Hogwarts. Yeah. Harry Potter was just expelled yeah. from Hogwarts. Like, what is happening? Yeah. Um, I remember It was that. like a jaw drop moment. Mm-hmm. I was just like, mm-hmm. how is he going to get out of this? Oh, my God. I think I remember reading it being like, but there's so much more book. What happened? I know. I know. Right? And then I also remember being like, maybe that's why this one's so long. What goes on? <laughs> Um, I I put in my notes. I was shook. You were shook. Okay, I was shook. We're taking that into 2020. Oh yeah. Oops. <laughs> well, boing. <laughs> you boing that word? Heck yeah. I mean, we did say <laughs> in the last episode because it, it was, was in the book. Quote. You said it. It was a quote. H e double hockey sticks. He immediately decided that he needed to run for it. So that was like his reaction. Um. So he couldn't have had. He couldn't have the ministry destroy his wand with Voldemort at full power. He needed his wand, so he pulled it out and turned to leave the kitchen. Uh, Vernon is having absolutely none of it and blocks the doorway. And he's like, I'm not done with you, boy. I think that's his quote. Um, So Harry (laughs) threatens to jinx him because at this point, Harry's like, well, I'm expelled. What else are they going to do? Like, they're coming to destroy my wand anyway. So, like, yeah, I'm just going to threaten. Like, hey. Harry just dives in, man. I know. Um, I mean, I would. I'm like, we're already here, so like, let's just yeah. keep going. Yeah. Right. And three, two. He's like, well, I'm already in trouble, so I'll just strap my trunk onto my broom. Yeah. And I'll fly around. <laughs> Leave. And I'm just a runaway now, and it's <laughs> all good. <laughs> I'm fine. But like, right. if you think about it, like, he's so lonely at this house. That's a good option to him. He's so lonely. It's sad. But anyway, um, Vernon is like, well, you can't do magic outside of school. And then Harry says, oh, shoot, what does he use to describe Hogwarts? He says something like. Oh, the, he the, it like the nut house. The nut house kicked me out or something like that. So <laughs> basically, he just tells Vernon that he was expelled. Yeah. Speaking of Vernon, had it with these owls. Because <laughs> another one arrives. Though it does collide right with the window because Vernon shut the window because he was tired of the first owl. Yeah. I just want to say Morgan in the chat said that at this part she started reading so fast. I do that too. As soon as I get to a part and I'm like, oh my God, I just like at that like point. And it's read. it's actually it's like really bad that I do this because I start skimming. I'm just like. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. And I just like go pages and pages. And then like after I get to the point where like it's resolved, I have to go back and read it properly because I skim and I skip things. That's how you missed Ron and Hermione. That is yeah. exactly how I missed Ron and Hermione's kiss in Deathly Hallows. Um, he says, and I quote, the madhouse has chucked me out. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you've got three seconds and then doesn't get to three. Yeah. So another owl arrives and it says, Harry, Dumbledore's just arrived at the ministry and he's trying to sort it all out. And then in all capitals, do not leave your aunt and uncle's house 
Do not do any more magic. Do not surrender your wand. You go, Mr. Weasley. Arthur Weasley. Boo, boo, boo. <gasps> oh my gosh, you know his, his initial spell? Aw. Aw. So... How are these owls like getting there so quick? It's almost like they're apparating them because you hear like a crack. Because he runs into the window. No, I know, but like again, okay. So even if he's not, how are they getting there that fast? They're magic, they're magic owls. I just want a real answer. It is a real they answer. Took the Red Bull. They sprouted extra wings. <laughs> they're probably like faster than regular owls. I well, just wonder if they're actually like apparating them somehow. Like, hey, like could be. I, that would be cool. Be cool. <laughs> Do you think owls they, get letters for when they find out that they're magical owls? Probably. Well, from other magical speed. owls. Sarah's like, I'm gonna keep going. The owl speed is <laughs> um, forty miles per hour. Pretty that's fast. Pretty impressive. Dude. Okay, that's pretty fast. That is fast. I so mean, a fast. magic owl would probably be like at least double that. I'd like to see you fly but forty I miles an hour. I will also say, <laughs> yes, yeah, Sarah, fly forty miles an hour. Do it right now. <laughs> I will say they are probably flying like more in a straight line. They don't have to worry about like streets and turning and True. all that stuff. True. Obstacles in their way. I mean, there will be possibly, but but even the flying car took a long time. I'm just saying. they had a long distance. That's actually, like yeah, 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 you're right. Well, no, I mean like when uh, when they were going back to the Weasleys, like it took a little bit for them to get there from mm-hmm. Harry's house. How bad they went all night. Mm. Yeah, they yeah. drove all night <laughs> to get to you. So Harry, okay, Harry's mind starts racing. Like, what did that mean? Did Dumbledore even like like what kind of power did he have to override the Ministry? Especially after we read that Parting of the Ways chapter, like mm. things are pretty broken between him and the Ministry. I totally thought that too when I like when I got to this point, and then I heard like read Arthur's letter. I'm like, but what's Dumbledore going to do? Fudge hates him. <laughs> right. Like, and then he's like, is there a chance I'll be let back into Hogwarts? And he feels this small little blossom of hope in his chest. But then he's quickly like, how am I not going to surrender my wand? Like if I'm surrounded by ministry wizards, like I'm going to have to duel them. And um, so then again, he thinks I could run for it. Harry, but he knew Mr. Weasley had his best intentions at heart, so he abruptly changes his mind. He's like, all right, I decided I'm staying, and the Dursleys are, like, totally taken aback by his sudden change of mind. He just, like, pops down in a chair. So Vernon actually starts asking questions, and this is so weird for Harry because, like, his worlds are colliding in this really bizarre way. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, who are all these owls from? And Harry just answers them, and he's pretty calm right now. And Vernon can't believe that there's a Ministry of Magic. He's like, people like you and government? Now I know why this country is going to the dogs. Whatever. Um, So he asks Harry why he's been expelled. And Harry's like, well, I did magic. And Vernon blows up. He's like, all right, so you admit it. Like, what did you do to Dudley? And he's like, it it wasn't me. And Dudley happens to find his voice again and just says, was. And I like this quote. Uncle Vernon and Aunt Petunia instantly made flapping gestures at Harry to quiet him while they bent low over Dudley. I can just see them. I can envision it. Like, yeah. Like Sarah flying 40 miles an hour. Right. (laughs) So they get it out of Dudley that Harry pointed his wand at him. And Harry's like, yeah, I did, but I didn't actually do anything. And Vernon roars, shut up. So Dudley goes on to say that everything went dark and he heard things inside his head. And this is probably the worst thing that his parents could possibly hear from their own son because anything out of the ordinary to them <laughs> is awful. And They're they like, think, oh God, he's crazy. Yeah, they think he's losing his mind. 
So he can't say what he heard, and Harry wonders, what would spoiled, pampered, bullying Dudley have been forced to hear? So Joe did actually answer this. So she said, people usually ask me, what is it that Dudley saw during the Dementor attack? My feeling is that he saw himself exactly for what he was, and for a boy that was spoiled, it would be terrifying. So he was jolted out of it. Dementor attacks aren't usually good for people, but this one was. So he I enjoy that a lot. He saw that he was like... Who he saw who he was. Person, yeah. It was like I envision it almost like being a fly in the wall, a fly on the wall, looking down at a situation and literally seeing like exactly. Don't you wish that you could be a fly on the wall? Don't sing creepy little, sneaky little. Uh, and like seeing exactly like what he did all summer doing you know what i mean good for him good okay i'm cool with this yeah so this is a yeah carly oh i am like a terrible person (laughs) (laughs) so vernon's like why are you all covered in dirt and dudley says that he tripped and then he gestures to his chest like he doesn't know how to explain that clammy cold that fills your lungs when you feel like all hope and happiness is being sucked out of you he does say horrible, cold, really cold. And he tries to describe how he felt, and Harry, Harry finishes for him and says, felt as if you'd never be happy again. So Vernon's like, okay, I get it. You put some crackpot spell on him. You made him feel cold. You made him think all these crazy things. And Harry's making like... Making him hear voices. Yeah. Right. So Harry's temper just... He, he's had it. He's not calm anymore. He's like, it wasn't me. It was a couple of dementors. And Vernon says, what the ruddy hell are Dementors? Except I think he says, he doesn't say Dementoids yet. No, I think he says it correctly the first time. Yeah, he does. And it's not Harry that responds. It's Aunt Petunia. Hmm. She just blurts out, they guard the wizard prison. No, no, no. You typed, they guard the gizzard prison. (laughs) (laughs) I've been trying to correct your spelling errors, and I missed it. There's uh, Alzkaban and gizzard prison. (laughs) (laughs) Giz Priz. <laughs> That's, That's the title. Giz Priz. Welcome to the Giz Priz. Uh, uh, so there were two seconds of ringing silence, and then Petunia claps her hand over her mouth like she just let out some disgusting word. And Vernon's just like, How do you know that? And she gives him like this apologetic look because. They have this weird relationship where they both just like see eye to eye on how they hate anything not normal. And she says, I heard that awful boy telling her about them years ago. All right. I always thought this was James and Lily. Well, I think that's what we're supposed to think. Right. Nope. No, but like I thought that that was about James and Lily for a really long time. Like longer than I should have. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's not right now that I knew it, but I mean, it wasn't long ago. Yeah. So that she's actually talking yesterday. Right. She's (laughs) actually talking about Snape. Yep. Who? Snape. Snape. Severus. Dumbledore. (laughs) And Harry obviously doesn't know that. So he's like, if you mean my mom and dad, why don't you just use their names? But she just like. Ignores him because, because it's that's not what she about does. Them. Right. I mean, how mind blown would it be? She's like, no, it was Severus. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, this day just got weirder. <laughs> I picture it acted out like puffs, too. Like, looking at the audience, like, whoa. <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall. 
So Harry's stunned. So other than one outburst years ago when she called her sister a freak, Petunia's never mentioned her. He's also completely flabbergasted that she remembers this little scrap of information about the magical world when she literally puts all her energy into pretending it doesn't even exist. I think because she wants to be a part of it, so it's always in the back of her head. Yep, agreed. And she confirms that Dementors, or Dementi what's-its, do Mm. actually exist. The third owl arrives, and Vernon literally says, Enough effing owls! Third! (laughs) I wonder if in real life he actually said effing or the whole word. Yeah, I know, I wonder My guess is the whole word. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. She censored him. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, Joe. So this one's from the ministry, and it says that Harry's allowed to keep his wand until his hearing, because following discussions with Dumbledore, the ministry has agreed that the question of his expulsion will also be decided on the 12th. I can't believe that they are still questioning his expulsion, though. Because they don't want anything to do with Harry. They want him to be... I know. I mean, not at school. I mean, if you think about it, Fudge is in charge and Fudge Fudge is feeling... Hold on. Fudge is feeling threatened not only by Dumbledore, but by Harry. And so he's trying to squash all the things. So... All, all, all the things that are threatening his position and his power, which they aren't really. They're just like but he feels they are. Yes. Because neither one of them want his job. For true. Um, I also am kind of surprised, like thinking about just like seeing how much they really do want him expelled at this point. Like, I'm surprised that Umbridge didn't try harder to expel Harry, like at school. Yeah, really. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. try to get to torture him. Maybe. Oh, that's a good point. For sure. Oh, for sure. Like I said, like in the last episode, she thrives on like that pain pain and that suffering. That's her happy place. Yeah, which is way worse than Voldemort. I don't like either one of them, but to me, she's worse. I agree. She's just like more real. And like we can talk about this whenever we like actually meet her or whatever in the book, but like that is what makes her so awful in my opinion. Like Voldemort's almost untouchable. Like I... I personally, in my life, don't know somebody like Voldemort, but I may be able to say that I know somebody more like Umbridge, and it's like more real to people. Yeah, yeah, it's real to us. It's real to us. <laughs> so Harry reads the letter three times in a row, and that miserable knot in his chest does loosen a little. So he's not definitely expelled, but everything seems to hang on the twelfth of August. And this part makes me really, really, really dislike Vernon. So he says, well, what now? Have they sentenced you to anything? Do your lot have the death penalty? (laughs) And Harry's like, I have to go to a hearing. And Vernon says, he won't give up hope then. You're saying this, one, to another human being, two, to a 15-year-old child. Who didn't do anything wrong. I was actually like, because, I mean, I I haven't read this book in a little bit. I've listened to it, but I just like forgot about this line. And when I read it, I was just like really taken aback. I he was like, dead. You like just, to see him dead. You want the death penalty for your nephew? He wants nothing to do because with you him. made Dudley feel bad for a minute. But he, and he didn't. He did, but he didn't. But like, <laughs> right. in, like if you're thinking in Vernon's mind, that's what Harry did, according to Vernon. And you think that he deserves the death penalty? Like you don't even know what your own child's doing. Ten-year-olds around the neighborhood. I just, God, I just the Dursleys are just the worst. I think I think Vernon's worse than a thousand percent. Petunia. Agree with you. Oh yeah, for sure. I agree. Mm-hmm. I don't like Petunia, but like Vernon is just disgusting. Yeah, I think that she 
He disgusts well, me. But Petunia has like reasons for why she feels that way. Vernon Vernon's feels that way because he actually like yes is just yes. straight up hates them. Yes. Oh, I almost I almost said a swear and I cut myself off. Good for you. <laughs> Vernon so is just like incredibly bigoted. Correct. Yeah. In the worst ways. Correct. Yeah. Is there is there not worse way to be bigoted? No. <laughs> no, there's but not. But he's just literally but the worst. He's just like, like super open about it. Awful. Like just bad. Awful. Yeah. So Harry tries to leave and Vernon, of course, as always, screams for him to sit back down and he's like, I want to know what happened to my son. So Harry yells, fine. His temper is so bad that red and gold sparks shoot out of his wand and he starts to explain, but Uncle Vernon interrupts and he's like, but what are Dementoids? So Harry's like, well, they suck the happiness out of you and if you get the chance, they kiss you. And Vernon's like, they kiss you? Like, what are you talking about? And Petunia's like, oh, my God, did they suck out Dudley's soul? And she shakes him as if she can, like, hear it rattling around inside of him. And Vernon's <laughs> like, fought him off, did you, son? Give him the old one-two, did you? And Harry's like, you can't give the Dementor the old one-two. <laughs> <laughs> and Harry tries to explain that Dudley's okay because he used the Patronus charm, but a fourth owl comes whooshing in. It's my turn. Yay. Let's continue the story. <laughs> Obviously, Vernon is not happy, to say the least, about another owl coming in. He's literally pulling clumps of hair out of his mustache. And like it said in the book, like, oh, that hasn't happened for a while. <laughs> um, and Harry's convinced that the letter has to be from Dumbledore. It has to like be with everything going on, everything that's just happened. Um, it has to be... <laughs> you know he's got to say something to him but it's from Sirius and it says <clears throat> Arthur's just told us what's happened don't leave the house again whatever you do and I just want to point out Harry first of all is so he keeps getting letters and he's like it's got to be from Dumbledore I can't wait for it to be Dumbledore I want to talk to him what is he going to say and it's not and then he gets a letter from Sirius and all it says is Arthur's just told us what's happened don't leave the house again whatever you do He's expecting more. He's looking for the rest of the letter. He's literally flipping the paper over, but nothing else is written on it. And so then he's like, what the heck? Like, no one's going to say anything about the fact that I just fought off two Dementors alone mm -hmm. or the fact that, you know, all these things, like, they're just worried, like, I, almost like he was in trouble. Um, <clears throat> Vernon is talking about not having owls coming into his house, and he's, like, you know, basically yelling at, at Harry and Harry's like I can't control them he's like they're gonna do like you know what do you want me to do I, I can't stop them from coming um and so he's like well tell me he wants him to tell Vernon wants Harry to tell him what happened he wants to know the truth he deserves the truth though I mean no you're not wrong yeah no he just wants him he's like I want to know tell me the truth like what happened yeah um <clears throat> so he tells him how he did the spell to get rid of the dementors he doesn't know why they're there and then Vernon's like but I know like they're here or asks i think were they here for you harry um like but who else would they be here for except for you like you there he thinks and we don't know i mean well now we kind of know that mrs fig is a squib but he's like there's no one else like your kind around here it has to be for you you're the reason they're here you're the reason he got attacked yeah no, no. And so that kind of spurs Harry's brain back into working to like, why were they here? Why were they be um, in Little Winging? Why are they not guarding Azkaban or, you know, Gizpriz? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> you know, 
Harry isn't on the run from the law. That's not why they're here. Like, so what the heck? So Harry then says that he must have, he must have sent them the Dark Lord, except I wrote Lord Voldemort. <laughs> the Dark Lord. I love how the, you're being respectful of him. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and Harry notes, like, because he's so used to, because he's never cared about saying his name. But all, um, all the witches and wizards that he's encountered, besides like Hermione, because she doesn't, also is like him, didn't know, doesn't care, not doesn't care, but mm-hmm. doesn't have that fear instilled in him. Everyone always flinches. So he notes, he's like, oh, it's kind of odd to see that the Dursley's like, don't flinch at the name. And they know, he's like, that, that name sounds familiar. And he's like, yeah, it's the man that killed my parents. I really, I just, it stood out to me in this paragraph. It says... It felt very strange to be standing here in Aunt Petunia's sterile, nope, surgically clean kitchen beside the top of the range fridge and the widescreen television talking calmly of Lord Voldemort to Uncle Vernon. The arrival of the Dementors and Little Whinging seemed to have caused a breach in the great invisible wall that divided the relentlessly non-magical world of Privet Drive and the world beyond. Harry's two lives had somehow become fused and everything had been turned upside down. The Dursleys were asking for details about the magical world and Mrs. Fig knew Albus Dumbledore. Dementors were soaring around little whinging and he might never go back to Hogwarts. Harry's head throbbed more painfully. And so Petunia's like, back? What? So, you know, she's really the only other person in that room besides Harry that knew what him being Lord Voldemort being back meant. And this is also from the book. It says all he knew was that he wasn't the only person in the room who had an inkling of what Lord Voldemort being back meant. Aunt Petunia never in her life looked at him like that before. Her large pale eyes, so unlike her sisters, were not narrowed in dislike or anger. They were wide and fearful. Mm. Why do you think, I mean, like, obviously she knows that, like, he's the reason why her sister is dead. Right. Mm-hmm. But like beyond that, what would she know? Probably what <clears throat> Lily, Lily probably told her talked about yeah. like coming home. Okay. When did the second war start? They were in, uh, how old were they? Lily and James. Mean, what, the they, were they war? still in second war? Pa- pardon me. Um, what are you talking about? Like, was Lily? Lily had to have still been at Hogwarts for Petunia to That's know the things. First war, you mean? Yes, I'm sorry, I'm all over the. So place. it started. Things started happening when they were still in school, yeah. right? So Lily probably so would come home and tell her things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And that's probably why she was afraid. Yeah. Got first, it. she was afraid. Do you know what I was she thinking? Was the, the first war, I was thinking of like Grindelwald. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Technically, You're not wrong. Yeah. It's just a different like different era. Yeah. Different villain. Yeah. Same same people. But it's weird. Like you would think that that would be considered the first war. I think they just think about like maybe the first one in Maybe people not as many people died during that than they did. I think Baltimore. that Grindelwald maybe was more Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they maybe those wars are called like something different because they were true in America. <clears throat> and also, like, we don't know um, how close they were. I mean, they obviously still talked, but <clears throat> I think they had a strained relation. We know they had a strained relation, strained relationship. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Harry tells uh, Petunia that, yes, Voldemort is back. He came back about a month ago. And then Vernon kind of asks um, him a series of questions about Voldemort, and he's back, and he's sending things after Harry dismembers. And Harry's like, well, it looks like it. 
<clears throat> we don't know now what we do know in the future that mm-hmm. it's not Voldemort sending them. But yeah, um, at this point in time, Vernon's like worried. Yeah. This part of the book was just like super weird to me to like have. Yeah. Vernon be asking yeah. all of these questions mm-hmm. and like suddenly care and I think that it's because Petunia. of Petunia's fear yeah. he clearly sees that Harry's actually not lying there yeah. are things that are well, happening that he should be asking questions about um, the, this very end of the chapter like um, <clears throat> it almost makes you kind of see not not really too much into their relationship but like she's so fearful that he, he being Vernon is not even himself at all. So it's right. like, it was odd for me to read it being like, Ooh, like you're not, yeah. it's out of character for him. And it shows that he at least has, he at least, in his at own, least likes his wife is a little bit. In his own Vernon way, he loves his family. Yeah. Yes. Now what that means, is it necessarily healthy? Don't know. Yeah. TBD. I hear you. Yeah. And also like, um, it's, at this moment in time he's really understanding how dangerous it is to have harry in his house yes and like i think that him and i I know you haven't said this yet so sorry to like jump into your notes but like him telling harry to get out what he told him to leave (laughs) it's like it's almost like wow i had no idea that this was so dangerous to be doing this yeah and it's not so much like he's being again it's like going back to like he loves his family and he doesn't view harry as family and harry's a danger to his family yeah he literally says later on he goes i'm not gonna have you endanger my wife and my kid yeah <clears throat> so as megan just rudely said Sorry. <laughs> oh uh, so vernon then tells harry he has to get out get out of his house you should have done it years ago he's like pudding's exploding owls sending loads of letters and marge blowing up etc he's like he isn't gonna have harry living there endangering his wife and kid get out um so then harry's like doesn't know what to do because basically all the letters have been like don't leave don't do the magic don't leave your house don't and so he doesn't um he's like stuck mm-hmm. He's like almost like a deer in headlights. <clears throat> but Vernon is very persistent. Harry needs to get out. He's like Marge had it, but had been right in saying that we should have sent him to an orphanage when we had the chance. Mm. And just then. There's another connection to Voldemort. Yes, I thought the same thing as I was typing orphanage incorrectly. And I'm like, why are you? Connection, but, the, but a difference. Yes. Right. Um, and just then a fifth owl came through the chimney. It was coming in so hot it almost started a fire. Hit the floor. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and then it swooped and then landed um, a scarlet envelope on top of Petunia's head. Ooh, we but know it, what that is. Yeah. Ooh. So instead of going to Harry, it flew to Petunia. So she picks up the letter quicker because Harry goes to get it. Um, <clears throat> and he's like, I'm going to hear it anyways. That's not any old normal letter. That's <laughs> Petunia's got herself a hobble. I was going to say that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and Vernon's like, don't open it. She's like, but it's addressed to me. It literally says like Petunia, you the know, kitchen, kitchen, kitchen private yeah. drive yeah. number four, whatever. And so because she's not opening it, as Neville said, I got one from a grand once. <laughs> He's like, you gotta open it. It was, it was awful. Horrible. <laughs> um, so she's not opening it. There's smoke coming out of it, and she doesn't know what to do. She's kind of looking around the room like it's gonna either be an escape route or it's gonna give her the answer what she should do. Um, <clears throat> so she doesn't open it and then it bursts into flames yep. and a loud voice fills the kitchen. Remember my last Petunia. So what does it all mean? So here's my thing. Yeah. I know your hand. Was like, you didn't raise your hand, Tiffany. <laughs> well, my hands are on 
precious cargo. So do you think that Dumbledore sent this out of like, like he thought maybe something could happen? Or do you think he's got like tabs and he can hear things? I bet you he knew. I, well, I should say this. I think he knows Vernon and they're going to be like, if he anticipated if, this, if he figures it out, they're going to want to get him out. Mm-hmm. And he knows Petunia knows about more, more of the wizarding world than Vernon knows. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So he, she's got an inkling of Voldemort coming back. And if Harry, she's so I, I could see what you're saying, but I also think that she just was like, or he yeah, anticipated them being like, get out. Yeah. And then like, or Vinny, Vinny in the chat says, I imagine Dumbledore practicing a deeper force before sending us. So he's like, remember my last Petunia. No, 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 that's not deep enough. Remember my last. Oh, yeah, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> Megan. Um, I was basically going to say the same thing. Like I kind of, I always thought that this meant, Dumbledore has closer tabs on this house than he lets on. Yes, I would agree. And I think that he he might have known the exact conversation that was going on. I'm not exactly sure how. But how? I don't know. Um, is he a fly on the wall? <laughs> <laughs> but I bet you he ear. is. Yeah. I bet a you he is one. listening. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, babe? <laughs> I just said I bet he is listening in somehow. Um, and then also, secondly... What's Rita doing? Is he using Beatles? <laughs> maybe. Um, secondly, like, their relationship, Vernon and Petunia, like, it's just so weird to me. Because, like, clearly we see here, Vernon loves Petunia in his own way and vice versa. But, like, there's also so many things that, like, he doesn't know about her. You know, I mean, like, he he probably knows a little bit, but, like, to me, it's just so odd, and maybe it's just because of, like, mine and Katie's type of relationship, but, like, there would never be a part of me that's that large that, like, she wouldn't know about. And that's just like so weird. Yeah, but I think that, that they live more often than you think. I know. Yeah, <clears throat> because he, it's just weird. To me. He hates that part of all of that so much. So she's probably why she's like, I'm not going to talk about it in front of him because he can't. But also, I think it. it brings up like emotions for her. She was jealous of her sister, and she probably feels guilty about all the things that happened and like what she said. And yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to save letter talking for like our um, lightning ball round okay. because we're going to talk about what y'all thinks in the letter. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so Vernon wants to know like, what does it mean? Um, what has her trembling? And she says, the boy, the boy will have to stay Vernon. I don't know. I said it like that. I apologize. Vernon's like, uh, what? And she uses the excuse that the neighbors will talk, ask awkward questions. And I said, even though they aren't worried what their neighbors are think or might say about the way that he's been dressed in the worn out shoes and clothes that are way too big for him. So all of a sudden you care about what the neighbors are going to think. Right. Also, I need to say living currently in a place where like the walls are as thin as paper. What makes them think that their neighbors next to them on either side don't hear Vernon's the booming screaming, voice all yeah. of the time and like all of these arguments every summer? They know. Yeah, Something's they know. Because you like, know, because yeah. Petunia always like peers over the fence. Like you For know, sure. the other neighbors probably do the same. Oh heck yes. Yeah, I know. Um, <clears throat> my neighbor growing up, like she was always getting yelled at by her mom, and you could hear that. Yeah. Um, so Petunia's kind of ignoring Vernon and tells Harry that he has to stay in his room and not to leave the house or, and go to bed. 
Um, but he doesn't move. So he's like, who, well, who sent the letter? And she keeps asking Petunia questions. Like, are you in contact with wizards? What does that mean? Remember my last? And so Vernon finally yells at him and tells him to go to bed. Go oh, to nice. bed. <clears throat> but let's, let's start off with the letter. So um, I don't think there's like even um, an answer to this. But alleged, I, I mean, we can all assume, I think for the first letter is she's talking about the one that he left with Harry. <coughs> he left with Harry um, for Petunia when they dropped him off all those years ago. But like what was in it? Do you guys know or think? Do you have any whatever? I feel like this is answered somewhere. I don't think it was. Remember I think there's a lot of speculation. Last, the there's just speculation. My, like the last time they like talked or something about Harry. This is what it says on the wiki. The contents of the letter can be presumed to include the news and circumstances of the death of Petunia's sister, Lily Jane. Nope. Lily Potter and her husband, James. The magical protection, which was placed upon for Privet Drive when Harry was to be adopted. And the potential dangers which could befall Harry and Petunia's family if Harry is to leave the house before his 17th birthday. Um, regardless was, of the content, sorry, Vernon and Petunia did not reveal the information to their nephew Harry. Instead, they spent the next decade of their lives attempting to keep Harry ignorant about not just the circumstances of his parents' death, but also the wizarding world altogether. So that's one thing. I wonder why Dumbledore just left a letter instead of like staying talking and talking. Maybe he just thought that it would be better for Petunia to take that information in on her own because they'd been watching the Dursleys and they knew the type of people that they were. And like, can you imagine someone looking like Dumbledore showing up at their doorstep and them being willing to listen to anything that he said? Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost better for them to just read it and take in the information that way. And I think that for sure the the letter had to include the protection and what it means and how to keep it. And that's why Petunia made sure to keep Harry there all those years. Um, it's, I think majority of the letter had to be about the protection more than anything. Obviously he's going to tell him what happened yeah. to Lily and James, tell them what happened to Lily and James, but more importantly, explain to them what Harry is to the wizarding world and why they <clears throat> need to keep him safe. On Stack Exchange, I guess it's talking about, it might also be the letter, because we know, um, we find out in book seven that she wrote to Dumbledore asking, asking to be, um, asking to go to Hogwarts, right. mm-hmm. and he wrote her back. Yeah. And J.K. Rowling was like, said um, at Carnegie Hall on October, so uh, much in October 2007, she says, as you know, we find out in book seven, Petunia once really wanted to be a part of the world, and you discover that Dumbledore has written to her prior to the Howler, Dumbledore wrote her uh, wrote to her very kindly, explained why he couldn't let her come to Hogwarts and become a witch. So Petunia, much as she denies it afterwards, much as she turns against the world when she met um, Uncle Vernon, who is the biggest anti-wizard you could ever meet in, a, in your life, a t- tiny part of her, and that's the part that almost wished Harry luck when she said goodbye to him in this book. She just teetered on the verge of saying, I do know what you're up against and I hope it's okay. But she couldn't bring herself to say it. Years of pretending she didn't ca- doesn't care have hardened her, but Dumbledore appealed in the letter you're asking about so that a part of Petunia that did remember wanting desperately to be a part of the world and he appealed to her sense of fair play to a sister that she hated because she had hated because Lily had uh, what she couldn't have. 
So that's how she persuaded Petunia to, I'm assuming that's supposed to be how he persuaded Petunia to keep Harry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He appealed to her jealousy and also her love for her sister. At I the mean, same time. and that's she like, envied her. Yeah, yeah. That's like a tough, um, a tough thing to, to, to deal with, you know, with, um, having a sister that can do things that you can't. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. That's gotta be hard, especially yeah. when you find out so young growing up, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's hard for kids to like deal with those kinds of emotions and then I feel like hers just like manifested over the years. Yeah. There's also not really like anything to compare Petunia and Lily's situation to in like real life almost in my mind because like they had a suit they had a close connection as kids and like what in our world would make it so that like one of those sisters had to go away and grow up completely differently. Yeah. Like it's it's just <laughs> it's like a parent a- trap. Yeah, it's like it's a really tough situation and like there's not a lot to compare it to. So like it's I mean it's valid that Petunia is she upset. Just doesn't handle it well. No, like, she doesn't. At the end of the but, day like yeah. regardless of and that's I mean there's Ooh, some I just had a there are some siblings and there's some families that um <clears throat> have a totally like effed up situation and like I like just because like I hear people like well they're your family, they're your family. Sometimes just because they're your family, if that's a horrible situation for you to be in, that doesn't mean you need to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not saying for her, but like just in general. And, you know, Lily never hated her sister. She just wanted her to like, they wanted, she wanted to be a part of her life. Yeah. They were so close before, you know, and now it's like, well, I can't, I can't be where you are. Like, as far as like, I'm sure people will think about like, well, what did their parents do? I think that Petunia was such a good actress that she probably didn't let on to her parents that she was feeling these things. Yeah. And I don't think Lily would have told them because she didn't want Petunia to be even more mad at her. Mad at her, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Uh, There's a couple other questions. Sure. Um, So Carly asks, how did Mundungus end up on the good side? I bet Dumbledore like saved his life. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He feels like he owes him a debt. Something like that. Yeah. But even so, like, there can be people who, like, have shady tendencies, but their morals are in the right place. And, I, like... I bet you, though, that, like, because Dumbledore's kind of a sketch dude. So I wonder if they, can be. Maybe they were, they've, like, sketched they've together. They've done deals together. They've wielded to, deal to, those to, cauldrons. To get, like, what Dumbledore wanted out of something? Yeah. 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 Um, did Carly also ask the yes. next one? Okay, Carly also asked, you know how Mrs. Fig uses wizarding phrases how do you think it is being a squib raised in a wizarding family that accepts you as you are well i think that's a wonderful thing yeah yeah i think she probably feels great to to feel like she belongs and even if she can get just a little bit of the wizarding world i think that you could even correlate it to like um being like coming out as you know gay or whatever or just different than the norm which normal is relative and you have a family that's super supportive. So, like, yeah. yes, in the world that you're living in, like, there's going to be people around you that don't like you for you. Um, but you have that support system, which is a great thing. So she probably has a great support system. And obviously, like, people around her because they don't care that she's a squib. Sure. I think, too, there has to be, like, jobs that somebody can do in the wizarding well, world, I mean, like, at the ministry this. or well, something, well, even. Like, like a like paperwork liaison. stuff or, like, a secretary of some sort. Like, you could be a part of the world without 
doing, doing magic because yeah. you can learn about anything, right? I mean, I don't know. I think yeah. it would be it's it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Vinny would like us to sort Mundungus. Slytherin. Slytherin. That's what a lot of people were saying in the chat. Yeah. Definitely self-preservation. I think that that particular trait is so strong within him. I don't think he could go anywhere else. Yeah. I think it was Carly, maybe I'm wrong, was also saying that they enjoyed that if he was Slytherin, like he's still a good guy. So it's kind of like a nice. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good guy. Ish. But there's yeah. still an asterisk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Rebecca Morton would like to ask, do you think Minerva ever went undercover as one of... I think she... Did you mean Figs cats? Of I figs think so. Cats, figs yeah. cats. I don't know if she went undercover as Figs cats, but I bet you she conversed with them. Oh, Dude, probably. Uh, like, uh, especially in Sorcerers when she was, like, chilling out. Yeah, probably like, hey, do you know who these people are? Like, hey, who are they? What are they about? Tibbles. What's hey, t- What's What's Tibbles. <laughs> Do you think Tibbles give tidbits? Yeah. Tell me the intel, Tibbles. <laughs> tidbits from Tibbles. Is that Tibbles. why it's Tibbles? <laughs> Tibble bits. Uh, and last. That's a Tibble. But not least from Vinny. How would Mrs. Fig kill Mundungus? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> With her Stick words. Stick on him. <laughs> Do you guys have any questions? Us? Yeah. I don't come up with questions anymore. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think those are good. Okay. Fan story? Yes, please. All right. I'm going to throw out a trigger warning for this. Um, for uh, rape. Just throw that out there. So if you're sensitive to that, you might want to skip ahead a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. And um, parents. Yes. Please. But as all fan stories, they are all important and it needs to be addressed. Yeah. So this fan story comes from Riley. Hello, magical ladies. I am Riley from Iowa. I am a 20-year-old Slytherin, although I have been getting Gryffindor on tests lately. <laughs> my Patronus is a Sphinx cat. Cool. Oh, my God. My wand is larch wood with dragon heartstring, 12 and 3 quarter inches with supple flexibility. Anyway, I don't really remember my life without Potter. My older sister, who is seven years older than me, was super into the books and movies, so I grew up with them. My parents read the books out loud to my brother, sister, and I, or sometimes my sister would read them out loud, and she had the best voice for Hagrid. Mm-hmm. I remember we finished the second book right when we got the DVD for Prisoner, and I was so angry because it was so different. Eh. We finished the books in, I'm guessing, 2009, and at the ripe age of 12 in 2011, I got to go to my first midnight movie. I always came back to Harry and his story and reread it a lot and found some comfort in it while dealing with my parents' divorce and my own suicidal thoughts, depression, anxiety, etc., it wasn't until a couple of years ago, after my senior year, I really came back to it. That summer, I was raped by my ex-boyfriend, the same one who I had told everything and confided in him about a past sexual assault. Then I left for college, and it was rough. I hated the school I chose. I felt alone and couldn't trust anyone, male or female. I didn't have any friends, and it sucked. I read a lot of books and really got into Harry Potter headcanons on Tumblr and Instagram. I bought the first book on my Kindle and found comfort I had never before. I went home for Christmas. I found the box that I bought that summer to reread and read it again all over break. The bravery of the characters inspired me more than words can describe. Over that break, I started applying to other schools and transferred in the fall. I had to finish out the whole year at that first college, and I'm glad I did because now I know I know, now I can do anything. I recently saw both the men that assaulted me within two days, but I held myself tall and walked away. I did cry later, but I did it. 
You ladies have become my companions all the time. I just recently started listening, but just zoomed through it. Thank you for what you do. I love hearing your voices with your love for the Potter universe. I felt silly. I was watching a live stream and Tiffany said, hi, Riley, and it just made my day. You guys have been the light in my very stressful semester, and I just appreciate you all so much. I know you say not to apologize on Long Potter stories, so I won't even though I want to. Much love, Riley. Thank you thank for you, your Riley. story. Yeah, thank you, and Riley. Hi, Riley, again. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Riley. Um, I'm sorry for what happened to mm. you. Same. And yeah. I, and you're a strong individual. Correct. Yes. Like, you should be so proud strong. of mm-hmm. yourself and how you have pull, not just pulled yourself together, but, like, you're working to make your like your life better. You're like, you know what? I don't like the school I'm in, so I'm going to change it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I, it's pretty brave. That's a pretty Gryffindor thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah true. We are Gryffindor. <laughs> but it's Join also us. ambitious. We love, we love you, whatever house you're in, <laughs> but you're yes. a Slytherin and you're strong because we're the best. So thank you so much for sharing. Just your not story. as good as Ravenclaw's. <laughs> oh my gosh. And keep persevering. Cause like clearly you're made of some tough stuff. Yeah. You're amazing. All right. So you can follow us on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast and on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flickcast. You can subscribe to us on YouTube and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. And Patreon also gets you access to our Discord channel so that you can be here live when we record these episodes. Send us in lightning bolt questions, influence the conversation. It's like one of my favorite things that we do. Um, so you can also find all of our information on swishflickcast.com, our website. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have I been doing lately since yesterday? <laughs> well, you'll be back in school. Yeah, I'll be back in, I'll be back in school, momming, and... Maybe playing the Pokemon game that Marty got me for <gasps> Christmas. My God, which one did you get? I got Shield. I got Sword. But uh, been listening to Tandem Legends, the Legend of Zelda podcast. It's really good. They're playing the games in the Hyrule Historia order, which is really really cool. And I don't know. Hopefully, I'll be organizing my home a little bit more. And I'm still. I'm finishing the first week of a new lifting workout program that I'm doing, and I'm really enjoying it so far. Yes. When this comes out, Meg and I will have completed our big wedding project that we're working on, which is insane. And you know our next project after that? Finding a new place to live. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to be busy with that. And we're going to be moving again, so we have to... We've actually been organizing our things at home and taking some stuff out of that place and putting it in my parents' house as a storage unit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're definitely moving and I'm excited. Yeah. So good. And you can follow us at the Petrus family, the Petrus family on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Mm hmm. What you up to, sir? Um, hopefully, by the time this comes out, I'm recovering from whatever is happening to me in my voice. Um, school is about to start, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yep. Well, I've enjoyed starting order, and I'm excited for some more. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to confirm to everybody that we will be going to LeakyCon in Orlando and Denver. So if you guys are thinking about getting tickets to either of those, you should do it because we'll be at both. Yeah. 
very mm-hmm. excited about that. Yeah, I am more so the Denver one because I've never been there. Yeah, because I'm checking two states off my list this year. I'm excited for both of them in very different ways because, yes. like, I've heard such good things about LeakyCon in Orlando and how awesome it is. Yeah, and then just like going to a new place is really fun. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice! <laughs>